0: Not only did SmackDown start with a match and feature a match at the 9 o'clock hour, for the first time in a long time, we went a full 90 minutes of SmackDown without a single in-ring promo segment, just matches and promo segments backstage. Of course, the only thing anyone would talk about after this show is the in-ring promo segment that followed after 9.30. WWE SmackDown was in the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, on February the 16th, 2024, and these are my thoughts. Welcome to SBS Wrestling on YouTube and the SBS Wrestling Podcast by Silo Voice Studios in Montreal. I'm Jason C. McLean. Now, before we really get started, i just like to remind everyone that normally I do the Raw, SmackDown, and PLE reviews only in written form, Um, at svsreviews.com slash wrestling. But like I did for raw, I'm doing this one on the video channel and the podcast as well too. So, um, we started off with a shot of the rock doing heel parking, really bad parking job. It was a video that was shared earlier in the day too on WWE socials, So I kind of knew the rock was there. Of course, we all knew the rock was there and Roman Reigns as well too. Later in the show, we get the other video they shared of, uh, Roman Reigns arriving and hugging Jimmy Uso for some reason. Anyways, uh, the actual show, though, uh, in-ring started off with uh, a match. Started off with uh, Kevin Owens versus Dirty Dominic Mysterio of the Judgment Day in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Now, Dom did cut a promo while walking down to the ring. Uh, I don't know if that he wasn't in the ring. So that doesn't count as an in-ring promo segment. But of course it was a massive crowd sold out building like over 13,000. We later find out that it was actually a record. Um, We'll find out what record that was a little bit later. Anyways, um, the crowd was definitely into booing Dom. Uh, You could still hear him. They didn't, they didn't have to do anything technological. You could tell it was organic booing, but it was good that they went back to this. And of course it was a very strong match on both parts uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, well, after after Dom did a uh, tried the Three Amigos, uh, Kevin Owens brought, broke out of it and tried his own Canadian Friends, as Corey Graves called it on commentary. Uh, broke out of that too. Dom uh, broke out of a uh, kicked out of a Swanton. Uh, Dom actually executed a six one nine on the first shot. They never get the six one. Neither Dom or Ray. They never get the six one nine on the first shot, but he did it this time. But of course, Kevin Owens kicked out. Um, there was a lot of great storytelling in that match, but of course, the real story came when our truth showed up. Now, on Raw on Monday, we saw that our truth has finally realized he's not part of Judgment Day. Dom tried, but of course, he's here because he thinks Kevin Owens is the Miz for some reason. Uh, Miz is fighting later, so I'm surprised he showed up for the wrong Miz. um And Dom tries to trick him and tell him he's in Judgment Day. If he gets him in the chair, but our truth finally ended that chapter in the story to a huge crowd pop. He sat down on the chair and that caused a distraction that allowed kevin owens to win now i wanted kevin owens to win but i really thought dom was the one who was going to take it but hey sometimes the good guys win and this closed off a story that wasn't kevin owens story but it closed off the r truth and judgment day story which was really nice and then we went backstage now this is probably one of the highlights of the show for me it was a unexpected uh backstage promo between uh Drew McIntyre, who was giving an interview, and L.A. Knight, yeah, I kind of think we have to say that every time he comes on the screen. Anyways, um, McIntyre was giving his promo, Like Knight comes in and interrupts him. Among other things, he called him old man or old timer, which is really funny. As Drew later pointed out on X or Twitter, he shared a side-by-side Wikipedia showing that Drew is actually 38 and L.A. Knight is 41, so who you call an old timer? Um, I know these two have history in, uh, I believe it's TNA, but I, I didn't know this was a conflict that I needed. I guess we're going to get it. We have we have the two of them in the Elimination Chamber. We also have Drew, we have Randy Orton in the Elimination Chamber, um, and we have Kevin Owens. Uh, more on Kevin Owens a little bit later, but, uh, and who who he might be uh, interacting with a lot in the Chamber. I thought it was going to be, I thought LA Knight was going to interact with this person, but it's Kevin Owens. Spoiler alert, Logan Paul. Anyways, this was fun. This was fiery. And this was not something I knew I needed, but I'm glad, uh, of course, that we got it. Now, we had a match, uh, a a Women's Elimination Chamber qualifying match, uh, Zelina Vega versus Tiffany Stratton. And I find it, I didn't know there was a large Puerto Rican community in Salt Lake City, Utah. So much so that uh, Zelina Vega would try the same in-ring entrance that she tried at the actual uh puerto rico event backlash last year she came out with the puerto rican flag but it still went really well she was still really over um and it was a good match uh but of course a lot of this had to do with uh a very fun match very fun to watch match stratton looked great in her i guess this is really her second uh in-ring match if you, on the main roster unless you count the royal rumble and she qualified for the elimination chamber spoiler alert um they're both really fiery there were um uh, plenty of excitement in this match, but of course, the uh Legado del Fantasma was sitting at ringside, and-, and Electra Lopez from that group really got under Vega's skin, caused a distraction, which uh Stratton took full advantage of and hit a really strong looking, prettiest moonsault ever. Uh, apparently, Vega needed to be helped out of the ring after, and the- as the camera focused on Stratton, that's another story, but uh. It was uh, hopefully everyone's okay, but wow! Stratton's really making a good impression on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, main roster. I had said in the previous article that originally I thought uh, she was going for a Chelsea Green thing, but no, it's kind of like if Gunther was a Barbie doll. That's that's kind of the impression I get of Tiffany Stratton. Uh, very successful match. Now, in the midst of all this, we did uh, actually just before this match, we got another backstage segment with uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, and Bate suggested a tag team name. I can't remember what it is now. I didn't write it down. It's just sounded really bad. What's wrong with British strong style. But of course that was to set up a later match between Dominic Mysterio and uh, JD McDonough uh, versus Dunn and bait next week, uh, which is the typical way any of judgment days, uh, tag team championship challengers. They always have to fight Dom and JD the week before. Of course, next week is actually taped after this show. So, hopefully no spoilers come out about that one um but then uh we also got a uh we we also got to catch up with the members of damage control the current members of damage control which is Eosky, uh oscar and kairi sane and like shinsuke nakamura is doing on raw they actually got to cut a promo in japanese which was really good nice video promo um I do think that Dakota Kai is going to join up with them and is actually not really supporting Bailey and just trying to trick Bailey. But it's kind of good that she's officially out of the group now because it allowed them to actually cut a promo in Japanese. And of course, they are all Japanese; that's their mother tongue. Their English isn't that great, and having them be able to speak mostly in their own language really makes the with subtitles really makes the promo a lot stronger. Uh, but of course, SmackDown rolled on, um, and then okay, what are we doing here? I I know I said I wanted to see uh either a tag team, uh the the authors of pain or carrying cross in the singles match, something from the new people from the New Testament fighting Bobby Lashley and the street pop- prophets in either singles matches or tag team matches. I didn't want to see the archers, the authors I almost called them archers of pain, the authors of pain fighting two jobbers from NXT who I don't even know from what I know of NXT. And of course they demolished them. It just, it was a chance for the whole group to come down. I don't know what kind of outfits, um, uh, Akam and Razor, the authors of pain were wearing, but they were kind of odd. I wanted to see them against part of the other faction they're fighting, not them against people that we all know are going to lose. And they demolished them in a few minutes. Nice to see them in a match they could have picked a better match. Also, since when are we using NXT guys as jobbers? That's, that's, that's a strange choice. But of course, then uh, at the nine o'clock hour, we got some star power. We got Logan Paul against the Miz. Now I'd actually forgotten that Miz and Logan Paul were, well, the Miz is the one who brought Logan Paul into the WWE and they've already fought. Of course, we were reminded of that on commentary numerous times. Uh, And both of them looked really strong. Now, I knew Logan Paul was going to go over because the way they're stocking up this elimination chamber, it's, it's star power. And yes, the Miz is a star, but Logan Paul fits in with better with the current crop of stars. They're both very strong. Miz did hit the skull crushing finale. Logan Paul has his own version of the skull crushing finale. The crowd was very into this match. And of course it ended with the brass knuckles being passed to Logan Paul Miz taking them, throwing them away. But of course, Logan Paul, got the better of him, uh, took advantage of a referee distraction, went right for the eyes, and won as a good heel does. This was Logan Paul's first television match, though. So I kind of think he's going to win his first television match. I guess Logan Paul's becoming a more active member of the roster right now, which is nice. He's actually showing up on random episodes of uh, SmackDown and fighting, not just cutting promos, but wrestling on them, too. He made a comment about it last week, not wanting to wrestle in Utah. I thought that maybe they would somehow have The Miz be a no-show, also, I thought our truth would come in this, but our truth already came in to help out the Miz. I bet you on Monday there's going to be some promo from our truth going, Miz, Miz, Miz. I helped you win, and Miz is like, uh, I didn't win. You helped Kevin Owens win. Anyways, uh, of course, uh, we did have a we did have a great match. Uh, Naomi, Naomi, uh, Naomi, uh, with her brand new ring entrance, really strong, passionate ring entrance, which was matched only by alba fires uh, uh subsequent ring entrance with along with isla dawn it was like um the, uh the the club kids versus the goths something like that um but it, it was very very theatrical entrances and apparently that was uh naomi's old uh, tna ring entrance which she now brought into wwe which is now her new wwe ring entrance it's a really good match now okay i knew that uh, Fire wasn't going to win specifically because she was a last minute replacement for Shotzi, who unfortunately got injured uh, on an NXT match, which is probably going to air next Tuesday, or it's going to be cut from the broadcast. We don't know because they're taping in advance because they're going to Australia. Anyways, still, it was a great match. They were both really impressive. Naomi. Wow. Like I, I, I wasn't really watching the last time when she had her, her run before, but really impressive work from both, both hands. And she ended up winning by submission, which she normally doesn't do like, incredibly athletic, incredibly hard hitting two definite talents to watch. And I'm, I'm glad Naomi's going to be in the women's elimination chamber, which the lineup is almost full. Uh, We have, uh, we have uh, just one more person to go. Who's going to be determined in a brawl on raw, I believe. So that'll sort uh, that out. Now, um, as all of this is happening uh, just before the, we've been getting throughout the night, getting backstage segments with, uh, SmackDown general manager, Nick Aldis. At one point, he's in the luxury box with, uh, of all people, Braun Breaker, well, that makes sense. Um, Jade Cargill, uh, and Bianca Bel- Belair, of course, and Liv Morgan, for some reason. Uh, they were all in the, the luxury box. They were all hanging out backstage, and when Tiffany Stratton came in after her match, she caused a bit of a fuss. Jade got right in her face. Uh, and that of course uh, eventually uh, paid off when uh all this actually came out to the ring just before the main event to announce that braun breaker was now signed to smackdown now i'm really happy for him i think this is great i kind of thought braun was going to end up on raw maybe challenge gunther for the intercontinental title that would have been good get into that mix it made a lot more sense of course uh, Braun does have a history with Paul Heyman from NXT, so maybe mixing him with the Bloodline is going to be an interesting idea too. Maybe they just needed him on SmackDown. Uh, so that was that was a good, uh, I guess, payoff to all those backstage segments. I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering when Jade Cargill's going to sign. I'm pretty sure she's going to SmackDown too. Especially, I really, we all really want to see her against Bianca Belair. She's apparently not going to be in the Elimination Chamber, although she was supposed to be put into it somehow. But I guess they don't want to necessarily have her take a pin uh, so early in her run. Now, this leads to our final segment: the bloodline. Roman Reigns comes down. Takes him a few minutes to get to the ring. He asks Salt Lake City to acknowledge him. Uh, Then he goes right into insulting the crowd, only to set up what's coming next. Of course, what's coming next is the newest member of the bloodline, The Rock. Yes, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, he's full, not only heel rock, not really Hollywood rock. His outfit was kind of a mix between what he used to wear when he was a heel in the Attitude Era with Stuffy Roller's heel rock. Uh, Really interesting look. Uh, He cut a, wow this was uh this was a heel promo 101 from the rock um he he basically he announced the indoor attendance record and then uh he said it was a record for the largest uh assemblage of trailer park trash the rock has ever seen of course massive boo brings in cody crybabies at one point he turns to some guy in the crowd says uh shut up fatty or the rock's gonna come up there and and knock the herpes off your face, like wow, uh, really going for the jugular. Uh, he didn't acknowledge, uh, acknowledge, he didn't acknowledge um, Cody Rhodes' Royal Rumble win, which is of course something people are poking faults in in this promo because he uh, he was claiming that the uh, football teams like the San Francisco 49ers, and he went back to basketball. He went back to the Utah Jazz, losing to the Chicago Bulls to Michael Jordan, and you know being men. But the Utah Jazz actually came back the next year, and they lost again. So maybe he should have brought that up and someone could have been like, well, and, and someone brought up that they came back and then he says, well, that's what's going to happen. Cody's going to lose again. Anyways, I'm sure that that's just, it's just, it's The Rock's mentality and it's something that's going to come into effect when uh Cody and Seth respond to this promo on Raw. I like it. We have the major stars on SmackDown saying something, the major stars on Raw respond. It's really getting people to watch both shows we don't know if the rock and roman are going to be on smackdown every week in particular the rock but we definitely know that cody and seth are going to be on raw every week so there's going to be continuation of that story and of course uh he culminated by uh saying if you smell cutting the crowd off from chatting along if you smell what the bloodline is cooking he put up his hand uh with the uh with the symbol now some people have noticed something at one point um when Rock was talking about, uh, I, I'm going to use everything in my power, Cody, uh, that when you will, you will walk out of WrestleMania as a loser. And the the a- camera angle cut from the uh, hard cam on the Rock to a camera uh, to a side angle showing he was pointing and showing he was pointing directly at Ro- Roman Reigns when he said, walk away a loser. And Roman Reigns was looking away. Maybe they're setting up Rock, having a face turn screwing over uh, Roman. Who knows? But, on this night we got heel rock and i no matter how it happened honestly legends come back all the time and we never get to boo them they're always the returning hero they're always for a bit the rock is back and we're getting heel rock we get to boo the rock this is a privilege this is heel rock is the best rock i'm realizing i'm i'm very excited for what we're getting despite how it happened um And despite the fact that this was an unusual SmackDown with a lot of matches and one no no in-ring promos until the very end. And then we got the in-ring promo at the very end, and it was fire. Uh, This was a great episode. Uh, And of course, everyone's talking about what happened at the end, but they should be talking about all the matches we got along the way. We have a really stacked, think about the Elimination Chamber right now. We have, uh, let's see, Drew McIntyre, the men's match. Drew Drew McIntyre. We have... Randy Orton, we have uh Bobby Lashley, we have LA Knight, yeah, uh, and now we have uh Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Now, I guess they are going to continue the Logan Paul Kevin Owens feud. I thought it was going to be Logan Paul, LA Knight, but maybe LA Knight and Drew. Who knows? Maybe maybe LA Knight's going to be fighting for the world heavyweight. Ch- Things are very exciting right now, and you can follow this excitement uh, written, aside from this week, obviously written, uh, Raw, SmackDown, and WWE PLE reviews at svsreviews.com slash wrestling. You can follow the uh, podcast wherever you get your podcasts at uh, SVS Wrestling Podcast, of course, on YouTube at SVS Wrestling On Twitter or X, uh, we now have an account dedicated specifically to our wrestling coverage. It's at silo wrestling Uh, on Facebook. It's at SBS reviews On Instagram. It's at SBS reviews. You can follow me at Jason C. McLean on uh, X or Twitter and Instagram. I only really talk about the wrestling on X and Twitter a lot. I mean, I still share these articles there anywhere. Um, Yeah. For, and This uh, podcast might actually be going daily with a lot of commentary, right? So far it's been almost daily, but it might be going daily. And um, I hope you check us out or check me out.